There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. Uh, wonderful to be back with you for yet another week on the Business Elevation Show. Uh, last week, uh, I had as guest Paul Taval Stenter, and we talked about engagement. And I had some feedback on the show. People really enjoyed the show. My team thought it was one of the best explanations of employee engagement that they've heard. And uh, that's one of, you know, engagement is one of the key things that we deliver as an organization. Uh, Paul talked about his AB approach, the approach to engagement. He talked about autonomy and ensuring that people really understand their why and are doing the roles that they're best suited to. Um, about them being in flow, which um, was, was resonated with a system I use called Talent Dynamics to help people uh, be in their flow. He talked about belonging and ensuring people have values that your people and teams really relate to. And he talked about competences and the importance of building those into your business, investing in your people in training. Um, so it was a really, really fascinating show. If you're interested in engagement, developing people, then I'd recommend you go and listen to the show with uh, Paul Tabal Stenter. Now, on to today's show. Uh, we're going to talk today about guerrilla publicity with uh, a fabulous guest, uh, Jill Lublin. Uh, I saw uh, Jill speak a few uh, months ago in London. It was to uh, a, a group of fellows for the Professional Speaking Association. And she shared with us her thoughts around actually developing an elevator pitch. And I really took some uh, wisdom and ideas from that and, uh, and really used that to uh, craft hours. And I thought, I've got to get Jill onto the show. Um, So today, if you want to be uh, a number one influencer in your industry, you've got to get bigger media visibility. Uh, We're going to talk today about, um, based upon Jill's uh, bestseller, Guerrilla Publicity, uh, about um, some simple strategies to help you go from unknown to newsworthy. Now, Jill is an international speaker on the topics of radical influence, publicity, networking, and referrals. She's the author of three best-selling books, including Get Notice, Get Referrals, which was published by McGraw-Hill, uh, the co-author of Guerrilla Publicity, and also Networking Magic. Her, her latest book, Profit of Kindness, will be released later this year. Uh, I, I think that's a great subject, kindness. It's something we really do need in today's uh, environment. Uh, Jill is a master strategist on how to position your business for more profitability and more visibility in the marketplace. She's CEO of a strategic consulting firm. She's got over 20 years' experience. She's worked with over 100,000 people, uh, plus national and international media. Uh, She teaches publicity crash courses as both live events, live webinars, consults and speaks all over the world. And I can testify that having seen her speak in London. So a huge welcome to Jill Lublin. Well, thank you, Chris. So good to be here with you. Uh, likewise, and a, and, a, and a pleasure. And I believe you're at a conference at the moment. So whereabouts are you in, in the United States? I'm in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, although I haven't been to the Strip at all because I'm on faculty of something called CEO Space, an international organization that helps CEOs in their business. Oh, wonderful. I've, I've heard good things about that organization. I want to guess, and I think I met the, the founder, actually, on one, uh, one, one uh, session. Really interesting. We, Jill, tell us a, a little bit about yourself. I mean, where, where were you brought up and what was life like growing up for Jill Lublin? 
Well, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. I always say it's a good place to be from because uh, I don't love the winters, which is why I moved to San Francisco, California, and went to law school uh, for a bit of time and and then didn't like that too much and discovered my true path, which was really about helping people in the area of publicity. I actually started in the music business because in law school, I thought, oh boy, I got to do something interesting. And I ended up working for an entertainment attorney who happened to be connected to one of the biggest rock and roll promoters in the world, Bill Graham Presents, and ended up working throughout the music business for the next five years in promotion and publicity. And that, I found, was my true path. Excellent. Well, you just, you've just sort of conjured up for me a... Uh, a situation many years ago I was I was in Detroit and I did a trip across America and bizarrely ended up at the uh, the Motown Museum and there was a group of us from different nationalities and they uh, they were so excited that we turned up that they actually filmed us singing Motown hits outside on the grass outside when very good good's wife uh, turned up and and joined in it was quite a quite an experience that's an amazing experience actually lucky you <laughs> Um, so what? So you you first got interested in publicity in the music industry. I did, you know, because if you think about it, the music business, right? It's all about perception, and uh, the truth is, life is all about perception. Meaning, your business, you're setting up a perception of how people get you in the marketplace and the truth is perception is really runs our life you know you see it in commercials you see it in life you see it in business and it's important to have uh let's just call it a way that people see you and and i think that's really a key as for a business identity for a personal identity and it's important to understand that people are seeing you a certain way so be in control of your message and how people see you I mean, it's quite. You came from music, and music's obviously entertainment. And today, you know, when it comes to thought leadership and those sorts of things, uh, actually, we are kind of, you know, you know, part entertainment in some ways. So, you know, I can see the great parallels from moving from that to working with in a business environment. That's got to engage uh, a bit like a musician has to, or or a band has to, with its tribe or audiences. Absolutely. We all have tribes, right? You have an audience, you have a business audience, whether it's CEOs or certain kinds of business owners. The truth is people still need to understand how they should perceive you. And what I like to say is you're in control of your message. And so make sure that your message that you're getting out is one you want people to perceive. Yeah. Have you, have you, have you any examples of people who've you know, got a message out in a, you know, got the wrong, passed the wrong message out. From yeah, we have, we have a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are the benefits of getting the message out well? Well, number one, um, people know who you are and you get to be consistent and persistent in the marketplace, right? So when people think of a certain brand, they think a certain way. I mean, if you think about it, uh, McDonald's, you know, all these sort of chain chain corporations, you go in, you get things a certain way, there's systems in place, and people know what they get, right? When I went to Burger King in Paris, it was the same Burger King no matter where I might go in the world. Yeah. I was kind of wondering why I was at Burger King in Paris, but... <laughs> 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 the truth is that there was consistency, right? So mm -hmm. 
so that's just something that that it helps your your audience to understand what they're going to get and so that if people know what they're going to receive your benefits um what it is to work with you what what they should know about you that's a good thing and in that sense people know what to expect so you you're already managing expectations and i think that's important absolutely and your your book you wrote it with uh, there was you know guerrilla marketing's uh, been a jay conrad levinson was that's right you know, wrote the, this great book um a number of years ago and then uh was it rick rick fresh freshman um and yourself uh, worked with them to to sort of co-author it and probably i guess bring it up to uh you know the, the latest sort of scenario how did you connect with those people and how did you end up involved with that project well, you know, one of the things, I actually owned a public relations firm, and um, I was speaking quite a bit because one of the things that speaking does is brings you prospects and clients and gets you visibility, all the things I tell people to do, right? So I practice what I preach, and I'm out speaking and, and love that and love to work with people uh, and companies individually and privately. So... I was out speaking and there was a literary agent in the audience who saw me speak and said, you know, I'm the agent for J. Conrad Levinson. He's the father of guerrilla marketing, an amazing human being who's since passed on. But he wrote uh, 27, maybe more, guerrilla books, wow. including the, fa- the now famous guerrilla marketing and considered the, f- the grandfather of guerrilla marketing. So I was very blessed and honored to join that, uh, fran- it's a, really a franchise in a way, and because uh, I'm an expert in publicity, of course he had me write guerrilla publicity, and Jay was very smart. He found experts who were top in their fields, and they wrote the book on the subject, and he, of course, put his name on it and collected some of the royalties <laughs> and, and uh, got the recognition, but it was a wonderful way to spread the word of the guerrilla brand and and actually have experts who are in their fields write the material. So it's a brilliant business strategy. And and the guerrilla brand of books, guerrilla marketing, guerrilla publicity, and all the other guerrilla books have sold over 1 million books. I mean, that's phenomenal reach. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when you join with others in collaborative ways, like we do here at CEO Space and different other things I'm part of, you can reach a lot more people. Mm. And, and and was was that the was that the you know the prime thing you learned from uh, from uh, Mr. Levinson uh, in terms of you know the way that he packaged things up? Was there, is there is there something else from his wisdom that you took away from that relationship that, that you that may be a paradigm shift or anything that you you learned from the experience of working with him? Well, I think, well, first of all, Jay was such a wonderful and kind man and always had, um, always was, you know, rooting for who you were, you're right, as an individual. And what I loved is he really perpetuated people's own talents. So, you know, he saw that my genius, so to speak, was being in public relations and and he was happy to make me the star of that, you know. And I think Mm. somebody who, you know, steps aside from who he is and says, yeah, you take this because that's what you know. To me, that's somebody who really, you know, is, is shines in their own right. And Jay was always very generous and, and very willing to let people shine in the way they do. And I think that's a great business lesson, right? You find great team members and let them do the things they do well. 
um, something I've learned from actually CEO space is if it ain't your genius, it ain't your job. And I'm purposely doing bad English, but, um, <laughs> you know, just, just, you know, do what you do best and don't do the rest. Uh, I think that's a, that's a great line that if it, if it ain't your genius, it ain't your job. I think, uh, I think I'll stick that one on my wall, I think. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners want to do so many things. Um, do what you're best at and hire the rest. I, that's really what's key. And what was that like for you, if, if you've been in the music industry and I assume such a big uh, big uh, company there working with, with stars and musicians who, who uh, were the star, what was it like for you to have the light shone on you and become the star writing this book? Yeah, well, you know, it was different, let me just say, because as a publicity expert and owning PR agencies, I was the one behind people, right, and helping them be a star and helping them come to the spotlight and handling perception issues and band management and all kinds of uh, fun stuff in the music industry. And let me just say, I remember when I got my book and I opened it, I opened up the first case of books and I, you know, it's, I don't have children, but it, it must be what it feels like to have a baby because, you know, it was like, wow, my baby is born. And, uh, it's a, an incredible feeling. It, it's something that I really did produce and create. And, um, it's a legacy and it's in, all my information in one place and well, not all of it, but you know, much of it. And so it's, it's very exciting. There is a, a goosebumpy feeling. And I remember the first time I did a major book signing in, in a Barnes and Noble in the States and then one in a Canadian bookstore. And, you know, like you walk in and you see your poster with, with my face big and I have to, it, you know, it's a bit shocking almost like, Oh my God, there I am. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> Life size. Oh my gosh. And, um, it's fun. I mean, it's really fun. You know, I purposely joke that, yeah, I do a few book signings so I can collect the posters. You know, it's just it's something. <laughs> <laughs> I got the day I open my, my, my books as well. I've got a picture of me. I took a selfie of me grinning from ear to ear. Um, Absolutely. Somebody wanted to publish me. I couldn't believe it. And then a few weeks later, a, 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 a world champion sportsman um i bought a number of copies and asked if i'd meet him and sign them he wanted to give them to his clients and contacts and i just couldn't quite believe it me <laughs> yeah it's exciting it is exciting and anyone who's had a book and produces it and looks at it for the first time and holds it in their hands it's it's uh you know it become it's a part of you it's your knowledge your wisdom and and now what's wonderful is I get to leave that in people's hands and people come up to me, oh, I read your book and, you know, they asked me to sign it. And it's just, it's, of course, a lot of fun. But really, it's for me about leaving that legacy of information and usable content that people can implement right away. I, I just love that. And I love that opportunity personally. And it enables me to reach a lot more people. Mm, yeah. So tell me, what is how do you define guerrilla publicity? We've got three minutes left till commercial break now, and why is it just so important for all businesses? Well, a few things. You know, we we say the subtitle is um, you know high impact ideas that basically don't cost you money. That's not exactly the subtitle, but it's close. And <laughs> the point is that um, that we are quickly and and easily giving people free ideas, things to do that will save them money, time, and energy, and get your word out there without spending a fortune. 
And so that's something big is, is um, actually our subtitle is hundreds of surefire tactics to get maximum sales for minimum dollars. That's really what guerrilla publicity is, is simple ways to get your word out. So that's really a key is getting your word out. But, you know, my idea of guerrilla publicity ranges from the minute you walk out your door. Because as a business person, you're doing publicity all the time. Uh, my colleague was just telling me about a, uh, t- two different times of two different people she met on the planes, one of which, uh, an airplane, one of which has already resulted in several thousand dollars of consulting business. The other that resulted in uh, an adopted woman finding her uh, finding her real father. I mean, just amazing wow. things happen when you walk out with a mindset called, how do I create visibility? But publicity in particular is about creating visibility, credibility, trust in the marketplace, exposure, familiarity, right? And these are all things we need to drive more prospects and to create more clients. And frankly, to make more money, because publicity equals revenues. And by practicing more publicity, more people will hear about you, buy your product and service, and feel confident and trusting your name, whatever business you're in. Excellent. Well, perfect timing to go to commercial break. Um, Some really great uh, thinking there and and value. But after the break, we're going to uh, start to look, you know, much more about the different elements of publicity and start to get into some ideas as to how you can uh, really use publicity in the media uh, for uh, great uh, success and opportunity. So we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm loving talking to Jill Lublin about guerrilla publicity. And uh, Jill, I'm, we, we talked earlier there about um, guerrilla marketing not necessarily being with a big budget. Um, you know, but some people I see out there, like Virgin, doing big stunts, which do have a big budget. But um, you, you say you don't necessarily need a big budget. But do you need a big story that to be newsworthy? No, you don't need a big news story. And by the way, the fact that companies like Virgin and others do these guerrilla publicity stunts should tell you how important guerrilla publicity Mm. is. I mean, they have big budgets and can do big things, but they choose, that's the point, to do uh, guerrilla stunts. And guess what? Any business can do this, small business. I know a woman who owns a pie company. Um, makes great pies, you know, she's a small business and grew from her own kitchen kind of business. And she roller skates into newspapers and delivers pies, you know, (laughs) and uh, actually she doesn't roller skate in, but she hires people to roller skate in. And isn't that precious, right? And they're eating their pie and they're happy and and uh, food always works as a good bribe, but um, but the truth is that these publicity stunts, so to speak. I mean, I believe in having a great news story, and creating news from, uh, in a way, from uh, making news some news up, so that you create a guerrilla publicity story, and that you leverage what's already happening in the news to create more focus, but. Um, you know, so I'm not as big of a stunt person, but do they work? Absolutely. I was just I was just reading today about a, a great uh, uh, company over in the UK called Brewdog, and they make um, they make uh, beers, and they have uh, got uh, pubs and restaurants. And uh, one of the things they they're really kind of edgy on guerrilla marketing. And one of the things they did was uh, brew the the strongest ever beer. And of course, it causes all sorts of controversy and uh, and perceptions, but it gets them in the media. Um, Well, that's really the point, right? You do what it takes to get in the media. And one of the things I am strong about is that you have to watch what's going on in the media. How can you fit in? How can you start making comments? What what can you be talking about that's happening in the media? So, you know, get yourself on Google Alerts and watch what's happening in the media when they're talking about your subject matter. I said, so so there's a a tip in there, isn't there? Google Alerts. Yes, there is. So Google Alerts, what do people need to – that's something you sign up for, is it? And you put in it is. Specific you, areas? Exactly. Well, you go to, to Google and uh, they will have you in basically pick topics. And, of course, I want you to Google your name too because, you know, when, for instance, when I go and speak somewhere, if the organization has done any media about me, a Googler will show up with my name on it that I'm speaking, you know, wherever it is. So – absolutely make sure your own name's in there. Plus, uh, it's important that you put your subject matter in different aspects of who you are. Excellent. You've just made this um, this interview very valuable for me personally as well already. That's a um, great, great idea, that. Uh, oh, so, wonderful. Yeah. So thank, thank you for that. Um, and, and you t- talk about sort of relationships, you know, and the fact that you, you kind of need to know what's newsworthy and you know, what sort of relationships should you establish uh, to help you gain this uh, guerrilla publicity? 
Well, the relationship first is with your message. So I'm, you know, if I had a soapbox to stand on, and I'm not really sure what a soapbox is actually made of, but you know what I'm saying, right? So, <laughs> because if we're made of soap, you couldn't actually stand on it. Oh, besides, right. no. <laughs> besides that, you, you know, if I if I had my soapbox platform, what I what I'd stand on it for is is having a great message, and um, your message is is first and key and, and foremost for having a strong relationship. And what I'm so uh, insistent on and I teach in my publicity courses and we practice is a message that works. So I always, uh, that's first, first, first with any client I work with and any company I, I work with, it's about having a great message and, um, being able to then translate that message to the marketplace. That's when relationships are born. You know, I had somebody in my house recently is, uh, for a, a consulting day and, he, he trains in, in Malaysia and different parts of the world. And one of the things, you know, we, we went and looked up his subject matter and found a reporter, several reporters, one who writes for U.S. News and World Report, very big magazine, and um, actually emailed her directly saying, you know, we see you're writing about this subject and then gave a brief description of Stephen's work and then voila, within... A, Literally, I think it was within five minutes, she emailed back. Now, you know, I, I think she's in New York or someplace. We were in San Francisco. He lives in Malaysia. You get the picture, right? Mm. And um, here's what's interesting is within five minutes, she's like, thank you for being another resource for me because I often will write on this subject. So now we established relationship. And sometimes that relationship, particularly with media, will be absolutely immediate because they need you right away. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? And the word immediate is media. That's very interesting. Yes. They, they, so they need to know where to get hold of you uh, when, exactly, they need you when they need you. Yes, because think about it. Um, the people media interviews, they're called sources or experts. And, you know, if you're the source and the expert, you're the one the media needs to ask, to uh, draw material from. Um, the media cannot exist without their experts and sources. Mm. So they need us and we need them. It's a really wonderful symbiotic relationship. And um, the truth is, you know, if you watch media closely, it's really a bunch of opinions. And um, <laughs> why not have your business fe featured among that? And so where, where do you find these people then? How, what, do you, what should your strategy be to identify them? Well, the biggest thing is, first of all, deciding who your target, who, who your target is. And we're getting a bit of echo. Yep, yep. It's, it's okay, though. We can hear you okay if you can hear okay, us. Okay, perfect. So uh, you need to decide who your target is what they what they do, what they're writing about, and then we go after them. So, you know, I, for instance, most of the companies I work with want small business editors. They want um, people in particular areas. Like if I'm working with someone in real estate, we want the real estate editor. If I have a lifestyle story, we want the lifestyle editor. Um, we want producers of radio shows and TV shows. So typically producers our people would target, as well as editors of certain subject matter, whether it be small business, real estate, home, health. You know, there's different topics. And depending on what your topic is, 
we would find the right people who cover that topic. Uh, makes an enormous amount of sense because you can, if if you don't develop that strategy and get clear about uh, who you want to speak to, I guess you can be find yourself uh, having you know a real scattergun approach and not not approaching this efficiently. Yes, well, you know, scattergun doesn't necessarily work, although. I do claim to have at times an octopus theory of marketing, <laughs> meaning that you, you you need to reach your tentacles into multiple places at once. I do believe, you know, in a bit of playing the numbers game because with, with media you do have to to a bit blast out because it is a, a numbers game and sometimes all we need is one and then what happens, it's wonderful, is the media is very incestuous. And what I mean by that is, once you're on one and somebody sees you, they know you're good, they know you're articulate, they know you're well-spoken, you get chosen for other things. You get to be a, a conduit and a source. There's a woman recently in the, uh, in, in the uh, circus of the election we're having right now, and, and um, she was a Trump supporter. And this woman, they found her on Twitter cause, just because she was speaking her mind about a few things. Next thing I know, she's on TV making comments because she was one person who was, you know, fairly articulate and, and well-spoken, looks good, speaks well. And so now all of a sudden she's a, a resource for the Republican Party. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Who is this person? And, you know, what? she has no credentials. But the point is she started speaking and voicing her opinion. Can you get that? So that's really that's really a bit of a key. I, I was I was very amused. My wife was. If you saw the uh, the woman in America who, uh, who put the Chewbacca mask on and started laughing. And the next thing, she's on the James Corden show, and she's she's all over. The, did, no, not intentional, but <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. And all she did was one. Now that's that's guerrilla publicity because yeah. all she did was put on a mask and play a little bit, and then she got attention. That's guerrilla publicity. So or or tobacco publicity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, what what are your top tips for being really well perceived by the media? Number one, have a great message. Be articulate, focused in your message and presentation. Um, no, be a great guest. So, you know, speak within the context of the of the actual media interview. You know, most media interviews are four to six minutes. We don't have the luxury of your wonderful hour interview. Mm. They're four to six minutes, and you better be focused in your message. You better be easily understood, simple language, right, and, and accessible language so that people can grasp your message. So those are all really good keys to having a wonderful media presentation and um, being asked back, you know, being a great guest. So, so it seems to me that if you're somebody who uh, is really out there wanting to, to kind of build your brand, that things like maybe having some uh, training around your speaking and communication and the way that you come across, you know, because you know, I think you could, if you maybe if you do this too early, you could maybe burn a few bridges if you're not, you don't have the appropriate skills. Well, yes, and so Chris, one of the things, you know, you know, I do a lot of media coaching for my clients to, and show them how to do a great interview and give them the skills they need to do it. So the truth is, this can be learned, and it's an and. If the media says, "Would you like to talk about this?" I I tell people just say yes, yeah. and then you call me, you call me, and we'll we'll get you some coaching because. <laughs> 
real, realistically, when media opportunities come your way, you must say yes. And it's an and then get appropriate coaching so that you're well prepared. Um, and, you know, I'm really big on quick bullet points, simple, easy access, sound bites, so that people understand and can engage with you. But realistically, uh, just say yes. <laughs> I, there's a coach I was working with, and and she didn't, uh, before she met me, she told me that she had actually turned down several media interviews because she, quote unquote, didn't feel ready. Now, you know, I just say with the amount of possibilities of support you can get these days, the the answer just is yes. And because uh, then you're in control of the media, you get your exposure out. And oh my gosh, what a wonderful way to jumpstart your career, to get more prospects, to immediately get people paying attention to you and becoming a go-to person in your field industry. And I think that's really that's really the key to publicity. You know, I'll, I'll share with you uh, a woman who was in my publicity course uh, from Minnesota came and picked me up at the airport one time, and she told me, Jill, I just want to share with you that, you know, in following your, your strategies, she went in for a consulting interview. She was up against three or four other people who were for the same position, a consulting uh, position with a corporation. And she said to me that when she walked into the interview, the gentleman had Googled her. He saw her Minneapolis Star Tribune piece that she had gotten from following my advice and doing publicity the right way. She was one of the people featured in this article, right? But she was in it. That's the point. So she was in it. She showed up in Google. And then when she walked into this interview, um, the gentleman says, oh, I, you know, I Googled you and saw that you've been in the, this newspaper. He says, you know, I want you to know you got the job. And she said, oh, my God, you know, she was so excited. And she later found out that um, the other consultants, some were more experienced than her, some were less expensive than her. But because she had been in publicity, because she had been featured, there was an immediate trust and likability. There was an immediate perception that she was better because she'd been quoted, because she'd been featured. That's what I really want you to hear is the power of publicity to drive business. Oh, I think that it gives it gives an endorsement, doesn't it? And in, in, yeah. in some respects, an independent <laughs> endorsement gives them yeah, gives them confidence to, uh, to see, actually get out there doing things, making a difference. You got but, it. So, what other other things you need to be careful of? What don't what don't the media like? Well, they uh, they don't like a commercial. So. Um, in other words, you can give people value and benefit. You know, when I wrote Guerrilla Publicity, I got to talk to much media and like Entrepreneur Magazine and Fast Company, great business publications. And one of the things I remember the editor of Fast Company saying was, you know, make my job easy. Take the concierge approach to media because she was saying, you know, over 300 emails a day and constant pressure and deadlines that she was under just make her job easy. So that means be a good interview, um, you know, be so easy to work with. Um, if they say they need your photo and bio and different elements, maybe uh, sales sheets, spec sheets for your product, whatever it is, get it to them quickly. 
So one of the things I'm always big on is, you know, make sure you have a good headshot ready. Make sure that you have a, if you have a product, that you have a nice product photo ready, that you have a spec sheet about whatever you're selling. If, if it's a product, for instance, as an example, that your bio is ready to go. But again, if nothing's perfect, don't worry about it. You know, again, uh, you know, we can create it fast, but the point is as much as possible, be ready, ready, set, go. And um, just know that when media's on deadlines, they're on deadlines and it needs to be, you know, ready now. So when they say, send it to me today, they mean it and they don't like it if things are delayed. You know, uh, a, an international client I was working with, he, uh, Entertainment Tonight Canada, uh, he was supposed to be on it. They had called him and uh, then Good Morning America called him after that because remember I said one leads to another and Good Morning America called him at 8.57 a.m. He had uh, he has franchise owners all over the world. He had a conference call. He was supposed to be on at 9 to train all his franchise owners. He said, you know what, I'm going to call you right back. And at 10.05, after his one-hour conference call with his owners, franchise owners, he called Good Morning America back. Guess what? They got another guest. Yeah. Because... It- in the hour and five minutes, they don't have time to wait, even though they wanted him, even though they needed what he, you know, could provide, you know, it's, it's next. So if the media calls, you just say, yes, you put everyone else on hold and you handle what they need because the media is on constant deadlines. They operate under a lot of time pressure. And when they need you, Typically, they need you now, even if it's just to schedule your media appearance. So that's that's an important point. Well, I guess they will probably if they will go through the rolodex, won't they? If, if if you're not available, they go on to the next one. Exactly. It's like next, yes, next guess, because um, because they need to fill slots. And the good news is, you know, they need lots of guests and they need lots of great information. But the truth is, you need to be available. You need to provide them what they want and need quickly and operate on their timelines and deadlines, not yours. So, so th- you know, it's a yes, thank you. And what can I do to make your job easy for the media? That's your attitude. And that's the way you get invited back is to be a great guest, to follow the rules, to, you know, abide by what they need and want. But the other thing I want to say, you know, it's interesting when, when my books came out, I always, of course, do a lot of media and TV appearances and one of the things that I always say to people is make sure to bring your product or, in my case, my book. I bring it to the studio, ask the producer, would you please put this on set? Because usually, if even if you sent it in advance, they've lost it. The intern took it to read it. You know, it's gone. And so I always make sure to bring an extra, to ask them to put it up, to ask them to do some camera shots of it. And the other thing I want to say is make sure, like especially on TV, uh, that they're spelling your name right, yeah. that they're putting things un- underneath your name that you actually want. This is about controlling your message. So, you know, I always make sure it says three-time best-selling author. Why? Best-selling because I earned it three times because I do have three books. International speaker, right? So have the part that you want underneath your name and identify who you are as opposed to letting them identify you. Because I notice when they identify me, it's really different than what I want. So make sure, again, you're always controlling your message. That's really a key. Excellent. Oh, great, great tips and thoughts there. Um, I'm thinking uh, you need to do your guerrilla publicity, but we get an opportunity, you've got to pounce like a cat. 
Um, so we're going <laughs> to yes, <laughs> we're going to go to commercial break now. After the break, we'll start to look at things like how do you best structure an initial email or, or, or letter, and how do you handle things like rejection. So do come back. There's lots more great information uh, from uh, Jill Lublin. Be back with you again in two minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business elevation show with your host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper Hi, this is Chris Cooper and we're Jill Lublin. I've just been conscious that I've actually been calling her Jill Lublin, which I think is my northern accent, um, so I do apologise for that. So it's Jill Lublin. So let's um, chat about how you best structure initial email or letter. How, how do you best do that, Jill? Well, first of all, I always encourage my clients to think and speak in headlines. So sound bites, headlines, you know, keep the subject line, for instance, of an email compelling. Like, don't say press release or um, general what you think is interesting, put yourself in the reporter's shoes. Why would they care? Why would it matter to them? So you, you need to address the subject matter in the headline, in the email, like that. That's one thing. The other thing I want to say is try not to do too many attachments. The media is much more sensitive to attachments and don't make their job difficult. Remember the part about be be like a concierge to the media. Make their job easy. And so keep things really simple. Put things in within the body of the email. Try not to do any attachments. I think that tends to work really well. Um, but be compelling. Be short. Be focused. And keep it so that uh, that it's about them, not about you. Mm. So, so, yeah, that makes... Uh, I remember someone saying to me, don't... Um, yeah, don't... Make sure you don't we 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 over your documentation too much. Um, exactly. <laughs> 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 I, yes, I the way I put it is use you language. Use you language, yes. And 
that goes for most written things, really, websites and that sort of thing as well, isn't it? Make sure it's about, much about much about them. Now, when you're sending these emails out and, and letters, it must be with the media. You must get a lot of rejections or a lot of being ignored, uh, perhaps, when you're doing it. What do, you, what do you do when you get rejected or you don't hear back? Well, a couple things. One is, you know, in guerrilla publicity, I talk a lot about follow-up, and I I have a rule of seven with regard to follow-up. Now, don't fall off your seats, everyone, but I want you <laughs> to connect and follow up seven times. Um, that means by email, and that counts as one maybe, by phone, another, uh, perhaps another time by email. Vary your method of communication. At least half of it should be phone because people need to hear your voice. And funny enough, particularly in these times, those voices that are heard are actually more effective versus even email, which everybody's inundated by. So if you can stand out in the crowd a little bit more with your voice, I think that's far more effective. So that's, that's just something that's an important piece. So you're really trying to you know, build a, build an emotional connection with these people uh, so, and so they know who you are um, by, rather than, I suppose, well, I mean, what's the frequency of this? So you don't, don't become an annoyance. Well, I, I personally, when, when I have clients engaged in full, you know, PR mode, um, I, it's every week. And then usually what I have is, mm. is one of their interns or somebody's uh, PA or VA actually following through with, with the follow-up, um, meaning, hi, you know, I'm calling on behalf of Chris Cooper and his wonderful, you know, business accelerating show. And did you know that, you know, and then we go into a bit of the problem out there and create an urgency. And so I script the people I work with so that they can have – uh, you know, I don't have my CEOs following through with the media, but certainly one of their team members following through with the media and keeping it really simple and so that the media is is completely, uh, well, we're going after them. Meaning if, if you don't do that, you just become another voice in the wilderness. And frankly, unless it's really compelling, I doubt they'll follow up with you or unless they're seeking you out, which, you know, media will seek people out through their blogs, through their websites. You know, maybe they'll hear you on something and they'll like something in particular you said or you'll tweet about something or something on social media and they'll pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So one great thing that I want to say that I think is key is um, follow through is so essential. And without following up, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, remember dating. It's like if you just sit there waiting by the phone, you know, but you have to go out and make things happen. Well, same thing like uh, with the media. They need to be pursued and they need to be followed through and, and there needs to be consistency. And, and I remember an ABC editor in New York said to me, you know, one of the reasons I have your client on is because there's consistent follow through, and I know they're going that I can rely on them. Mm. Yeah, and my, my 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 co-author's first book was called Follow Through, uh, following through, and uh, see, our, our book Power to Get Things Done When You Feel Like It or Not is about following through and how to do it as a as a business person and get things done. So uh, I'm, I'm really pleased you gave me that opportunity to give a plug there, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Because <laughs> it is absolutely right. You know, you don't nothing unless you follow through on things. I mean, you you can waste a huge amount of time uh, sending information out and not having the courage to actually then follow through. And a simple phone call or, or a you know careful email uh, could yield 
you all sorts of opportunity. And I think we exactly we easily get stalled, don't we? And when we might be two feet away from gold. Exactly. You got it. And um, and part of what I propose is that you have interns do this. You have people who want part-time opportunities do this. I mean, I've been scripting people's teams for years um, so that they could be empowered to have like a built-in PR firm mm. without spending a fortune on it. And it's very effective. Uh, and then keeps your team members on your main message without you know, without you having to necessarily do it, but then it, it puts your, keeps your message forefront in people's minds. And that's what's key. That's an awesome idea. I've made a note of that. That makes, um, yeah. Otherwise, if, you, if, if you're trying to do it all yourself, you, you know, your life becomes, uh, as I've found, very, very fragmented doing all sorts of bits and pieces when actually outsourcing it to somebody else carefully and, and wisely uh, means that that, you know, constant, uh, flow of information out and connection with the media still happens? That's right. You know, here's the truth about being a business owner is that uh, at one level there is nobody who will do it as good as you. On the other hand, if you just keep trying to hold it all, then you won't be able to do a lot of the things you want to do and reach many of the people that would be benefited by your uh, by your knowledge. So, what I, what, you know, listen, after owning a PR agency for many years, I wanted to find a way that small business owners could afford publicity, you know, rather than $5,000 a month, so to speak, but making it really much simpler. And, and I finally created a formula where, where people's teams could get this handled. And you know what, what's fabulous about this is that I've, I've created built-in PR agencies for small businesses and made it affordable, the guerrilla publicity way, right? Mm. And so what's happening is now media is accessible to small business owners who never could afford it before. And that, for me, is very exciting because the truth is our world is made up of small business owners. If you look statistically at who's taking over business, it's small business owners. And if you look at Governments in every nation, by the way, are, are funding entrepreneurship initiatives, small business initiatives, because they know this is what's happening. This is the trend. It is. It's, not, it's not corporate anymore. It's entrepreneurship and small businesses. That's what's happening around the world. That's what's being funded. In South Africa, I just heard of an amazing initiative. In India, I just heard of a major initiative. In parts of Africa, it's just fascinating. So... Uh, I, that's what gives me great hope. And what I see as the way to that is having the small business owner be prepared to get their word out, to have accessible publicity strategies that can, they can immediately use. That, that's powerful. That's that so puts the power back in people's hands. It does, and that's, that's so interesting what you were saying there. About, you know, we, are, we are becoming much more fragmented in terms of uh, smaller companies and people wanting to step outside of the, the corporate world. And it's also starting to happen, you know, it's happening with, with countries. And, you know, we've just had this Brexit uh, situation where we, you know, people have decided they didn't want to be part of a, a union. Uh, and we're, so we're starting to fragment again. Um, so it's interesting, maybe, you know, politically and things like that, that fragmentation's following a similar trend. Um, I just want yes. to ask one more thing. Actually, we've got f uh, four minutes till I need to end. So I'm going to just ask you very quickly. We've not mentioned sort of publicity stunts, and which particularly. I mean, what there's some other creative ways than just getting onto the TV, isn't there? Or, or, or maybe is a publicity stunt just a way to do that, a means to an end? 
Well, again, I, you know, I'm more into um, practiced, uh, measured. When I say measured, like I mean somewhat controlled, meaning that you know what your message is, that you're going to go out with a particular strategy, that we're going to implement it um, in this way over this matter of three months. I personally like that better. You know, can we throw a little um, mud out at the at the wall and spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks? Yes, we can. That to me is the publicity stunt. Um, but on the whole, I like carefully planned pieces. Now, I will yeah. tell you, uh, a bit ago, I I was representing. It's called State of the World Forum, and we had international. Uh, people from you know all over the planet, literally, uh, who are amazing, amazing at what they did in different uh, in different areas, who were speakers and presenters, and it was about creating conversations that changed the world. Right, beautiful event. Meanwhile, Patch Adams, you may have heard of him, the medical doctor, uh, who's quite amazing, mm-hmm. actually. Patch Adams, who's an amazing activist, and he was doing an anti-nuclear demonstration. Right, he's very he's very much an activist. And, and a celebrity, they've made a movie about him, all kinds of things. Well, Patch decided that he wanted this subject matter so intensely that he was going to go naked down the streets of San Francisco, <laughs> and then he was going to invite other people to join him, naked, I might add. And um, and so all of a sudden there was this big undressing, and Patch, now I'm in charge of publicity, right? And Patch is walking down the street naked, a major celebrity. I'm like, oh my God. And uh, I mean, it quickly, you know, you can imagine escalated. Well, funny enough, of course, CBS, you know, covered it. And the next thing I know, it shows up on a major talk show, David Letterman at that time. Uh, David Letterman, very, you know, famous talk show. He picks it up because one of the things that happens is when something happens in a city, uh, this happens around the world, it will go over the wire mm. and then it will get picked up by Associated Press and other wire services. Well, that's what happens with this Patch Adam Goes Naked in San Francisco story. And um, it went all over the wire and all over the world. Now, is that a publicity stunt? Of course it is. He did it very purposely. And he drew attention to a subject matter for um, you know anti-nuke, anti-nuclear uh, proliferation. Great. And it worked. It's just, you know, it's real, it's risky. I certainly don't recommend that particular strategy. (laughs) But on the other hand, Patch had the celebrity to make it work. Yeah. One of, my, one of my previous guests on the show, Simon Steenholm, he, he, he put on a, a laughter event in the middle of, um, I think it was Copenhagen, and 30,000 people turned up, including NBC, and probably <laughs> beamed all over the place. It's still, uh, I think, the big, Wonderful. biggest uh, event of its kind. Now, I'm just mindful we've got about a minute minute left, so I, um, I want to um, leave with, um, I know you've got a, a crash course, uh, is it publicitycrashcourse.com slash free gift? Uh, is that something you'd recommend to people to go and access? Yes, please do. I, I created a free gift for all your listeners, a great audio download for easy publicity things they can do Im- immediately at publicitycrashcourse.com slash free gift. Excellent. And also, if you want to find out more information about Jill, you can go to jilllublin.com. That's Jill and then L-U-B-I-L-I-N.com. And we've just got about, it's about 30 seconds left, Jill. I wonder if you've got a final message that you'd like to leave us with. Well, my final message is, frankly, do something in the area of publicity. Take a small step to put your word out because, really, my friends, your message matters. And that's what I want to leave you with is that your message matters and that people need to know what you're up to in the world. Publicity is a free strategy that works to get your word out. 
Fantastic, Jill. Really love talking to you today. There's so much information in there for people. I recommend you go back, listen to the recording and, uh, and make some notes. And Jill, I'd love to get you back again and talk about your book on kindness when it's, when it's launched. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Chris, for having me. been a pleasure. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.